Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This, I think it's Jeff. And this is for sure Alex. Hey, yo. And today we're going to do something a little bit not really different. We're going to talk about local drinking. So we've, we've done an episode about bar culture and club scene here in Berlin. But the kind of classic bars and clubs that tourists would go to, everyone would go right. to, you know what I mean? Kind of like a major overlook. But this is getting a little more specific, a little too like the nitty gritty of the types of places you can find here in Berlin. And I think it's pretty interesting. So I hope that all of you listening will also find it interesting. Yeah. If you've only visited Berlin, these are probably a lot of these places you've never heard of because these are the types of places that only locals go to. And I think that's what kind of separates them from the bars and clubs we mentioned right. before. I'm sure if you've been here as a tourist, you've seen them and been like, you know, we're not going in there. But uh, we're going to talk about them and maybe show you why you should go in there. Ooh. Yeah. Let's take a look. Okay. You know what? Thank you all for joining us once again. This is episode 98. How you do? Yeah, 98, man. Two more away. We're at the big one. Oh, we've been counting down for eight. Like such a long time. This is like Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve, man. Countdown to New New Year's. It's honestly just getting annoying at this point. It's taking forever, and I'm sure you guys hate it too. But yeah, that 100th episode is coming. We're very excited, but... We're not going to give any details about what we're going to talk about, but just know it's not going to be your typical episode. It's going to be, I guess you could call it meta, a little bit meta. I think it'll be a pretty meta episode. In a way, kind of behind the scenes, but I'm not going to give you any more than that. No. Stop talking. Want more? Come and listen. Yes. And uh, it will be live. It'll it'll be recorded live. It'll be released a week after we record it. Yeah. So if if you missed the live recording, don't worry. It'll be released like normal on all your usual, you know, podcast platforms. Exactly. If you if you want to hang out with us and be part of this, Mm. I would say historic occasion. Um, (laughs) I said that's even an understatement. (laughs) I think it is an understatement of this historic occasion. Uh, April sixth, we'll be recording at seven p.m. Berlin time, that's 10 a.m. West Coast USA, 1 p.m. East Coast USA, and the middle of the USA. Just, you know, do your your little mathematics. Yeah, we can't. We can't be listing everything off here. Cuts everything off. We only have limited time here, so you know. <laughs> that, that's it. So uh, uh, yeah, please join us for that. We'll, it'll be live. We'll answer some of your questions live on air on Instagram. April, on Instagram, exactly. Instagram. Sorry, on Instagram, and you can uh, find it on our Instagram, which is at americans.in.germany.podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope to see a lot of you there, or at least, uh, Mom, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. There's more than two people. More than two people. <laughs> more than two people. Come on. But but guys, the big Mom, thi- bring a friend. The big thing is, the why, you're like wondering why. You know, I can just listen to it next the, the following week. But if you're there live, you can ask us questions, and we will answer them live during the episode, and they will become a part of that episode forever. Exactly. And you can see how often we mess up while recording the show. Oh no, I actually didn't think about that. Yeah, I just thought about that now. Oh crap. Yep. The pressure's on. I know. Whoopsies. Um, yeah. Don't, don't say anything bad. <laughs> It'll last forever. Uh, but anyways, um, in more um, quirky Berlin and or Germany news, um, Etika, which is one of our, actually, I do, I believe it actually is the largest chain of uh, German uh, grocery stores. Is it really? I think it is, yeah. Oh, wow. Because they, they also own a lot of other, I think they also own Netto, so like oh. one of the Nettos. I don't know if it's the black and yellow or the yellow and red. Right, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Etika is now providing free wine tasting machines so wine automaton in their stores so that way you can 
uh, do a little taste test of the wine that they're selling in the store before you buy, and it's absolutely free. Appar- apparently, <laughs> like one of our listeners on Instagram let us know, and I believe it was Josh. Yes, it was Josh. Cool information, and he wanted it, us to go check it out. Uh, but you know, neither of us lives in Schöneberg, where, and that's the only Etika store right now that so you can. It's, it's you only. Can di- it's in like a test phase at the moment then. Exactly. Okay. I, th- I think if it works out and people like it, use it, then it'll branch out to the other Etika. So it's not nationwide, but but for sure, it or according to this article, it is in the berlin Schöneberg district in the Etika there. Now, are there more than one Etikas in Schöneberg? I'm sure there are. <laughs> so which one? I, well, I hope one of you find out, take a picture, and then send it to us. I live near Schöneberg. Maybe I'll uh, I'll do a little hunt for this wine tasting machine. I don't, how's this going to work, though? Like, what if a 12-year-old just like, you know, exactly. thinks it's juice? Yeah, and in the article, some people were happy about it, but some people were angry because, A, they said, yeah, how do you control who 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 does the tasting? And also, they're worried, like, what if there's people who have, like, an alcohol problem and, you know, and they know that they can just walk in there and literally just stand there for hours and just drink, <laughs> you know, like, like how, how is it going to, how is it going to, to know that you've only had one free tasting of right. that, you know, or like, and not like eight I mean, it sounds like a fun idea. I, I would imagine that would be, you know, more pre- like prevalent and prevalent in, uh, you know, wine regions such as, you know, Italy or France or Spain or whatever. But it's interesting that Germany's doing it. I mean, Germany does have good wine, so don't get me wrong, but it doesn't, doesn't seem like a very German thing. Yeah, I mean, but, but it makes sense, So you know, for you to, to be able to try stuff before you commit to a whole liter of something. You know, actually funny, when I went to that uh, Femme Fass place the other yeah. day, that allows you to buy any quantity of whiskey you want. She actually said, she's like, oh, and if you want to taste any of this to know which one you want to buy, just let me know. Oh, sweet. But I didn't because uh, we taste live for the first time. True. So I didn't want to do a pre-taste. Yeah. But th- that makes sense at like a shop. I'm thinking like an eight egg, you're going grocery shopping and you have a stressful day with the kids. And I just need a little shot of wine right here to get, get through the day. Actually, it reminds me of Costco when you get those uh, those free food samples. Little samples of cheese. Yeah, and, and, you, and if you go to like every station, like you could have a free full meal. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> as you're walking around for an hour at the Costco. So pretty yeah. much uh, 12-year-old Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. What I always did at Costco. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah, cool. If you guys, if any of you confirm that this is a real thing, uh, let us know. Yeah, and, t- and take a picture, send it to us. I want to see Please. it. I, I mean, or a video. I want to see it in action. Oh, yeah, video would be cool. Yeah. I did say I, I could go look for it, but let's be real here. I probably. What are the odds you're going to go waste a Saturday just slim. walking around, going to every single Etika and Schindelbeck? That sounds like a, just a really <laughs> annoying Saturday, to be honest. But maybe someone likes doing that. And if you one of these people likes doing that, let us know and uh, send us a photo. <laughs> Um, in other news here in Germany, the new Berlin Tesla factory is officially uh, finally opened and cars are starting to roll off the assembly line. Ooh, okay. Yeah, cause I think it had been opened for a few months, but I think this is the f- today, today, March, what are we? March 23rd? 23rd, the first finished Tesla car rolled off Crazy. the assembly line there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Chancellor Schultz was there to Ooh. celebrate the occasion. Um, as a pretty step, big step, because he's trying to promote, you know, environmentally friendly transport in Europe. And um, actually, this year, yeah. Jeff, believe it or not, more than twenty percent of all cars sold in Europe are powered solely by electricity. Ooh, that's actually cool. That means in Europe, wow. So that means one in five of the cars sold in Europe this year are electric. And, yeah. and it says it says solely, so like not hybrid, elect- full electric, full electric. That that that's. Actually, pretty incredible. Yeah, that, I, weird. Yeah, and I know a lot of car companies. Like, I think I heard the other day the um, CEO of BMW said, I think it was by two thousand or twenty thirty. He says he wants um, at least half, fifty percent of all BMWs sold to be fully electric. So, um, so I don't know a lot of other companies are on similar 
like, you know, give it 20 years, um, the gas powered cars that a company sells will be in the minority. Yeah, it makes know? sense. Yeah. And, and I know because of the war in Ukraine right now, um, Germany is realizing they're probably too reliant on Russian oil. Sure. So uh, they they just push their their green uh, bill uh, to have something some percentage of green energy by twenty thirty instead of twenty forty. I think it was they they, they switched it. Yeah, which is funny because I mean Germany's already super green. It's like they've been they've been pushing green energy for years. Yeah, so they have. I don't I don't even know what that what it's like for Germany to push it even harder. Well, like <laughs> they they still love their coal. Yeah. Germany loves the coal. So, but, but but they've already signed like a date. Excuse me, they were signing a date that that's getting phased out. I think it's by two thousand twenty five or two thousand thirty. Okay. It's getting phased out. Yeah, and currently. 50% of all electricity in Germany is by renewable energy. 50%. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. like, so Germany's already like, and has been steps ahead. So it's just, great. For me, it's just funny to, that they're finally pushing the green bill. It's like, well, Germany's already pretty green so, <laughs> compared Fair. to other countries. So, Fair. Um, but still very cool. And also, um, uh, again, I think one of the reasons we mentioned the, the Tesla factories because it's it's a big deal for Germany just because I mean I think they said it was twelve thousand jobs that that created you know for for Berliners and probably Germans who you know moved up here just for that you know and right. so um, it's it's a big 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 deal for the economy and so that's why we mention it you know just you know not because we're like hey, you know but it, yeah we're not, we're not we're not you know big <laughs> big uh, Elon Musk fans over here but it, it is it, it is interesting and it was a yeah. big news in Berlin especially when the factory was being built back what three years ago when it's already. Done. It's crazy. In, in two years, they went from literally like a patch of dirt to a Tesla Gigafactory, which is like the size of like, what, five Ikeas or 10 Ikeas. And not only built, but like the machinery is going and they're able to like a car is rolled off the assembly line. It's so, just, it was just really quick. Really so, quick. Something for the greater good of all the people, like an airport takes 15 years, but uh, a big a big capitalist company can get in a giant factory in three three years. Speaking of the airport, a week ago, um, they finally opened Terminal Two of the airport. Oh, I didn't know there was another terminal that wasn't open. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know, because of the pandemic, like not not that many people were traveling, so oh, yeah. um, the terminal, so they only had Terminal One open, and Terminal Two was just kind of sitting there, and finally they opened it. And it'll be completely dedicated, I think, to um, to Ryanair or EasyJet, one of those, one of the low cost carriers. Oh yeah, okay, makes sense. So, uh, but yeah, so now there's a, a new terminal, but it's a smaller terminal, but it's uh, it'll it'll I don't know, give you new new things to to walk around in <laughs> to, when you're to, waiting to for your flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, more new airport, new old airport, I should say. Um, True. But anyways, Jeff, enough of the news. <laughs> What's the news with you? Huh. I mean, we, we hung out on Saturday, um, but but the one thing actually, wait, okay, I, I want to bring up is like a grievance, okay, just an annoying thing in life, because so normally we get our whiskey delivered via you know like post online, you right? Know, you know from DHL, they come knocking the door, exactly. Or Neighbor, usually, neighbor steals it, yeah. Usually to my pack station because I don't. That's what I don't want. True. Neighbor steal. Uh, no, I just. But yeah. Uh, but t- but today, you know, we we were gonna go. With a different option, but then I uh, the the Fam Fast place, but right, then we got a whiskey last week, right? And, uh, but, but I realized I didn't have time, so I was like, okay, I'll go to Reva, which is like a local grocery store. I'll just I'll just get and see what they got, you know, sure uh, from their limited whatever, just real quick because yeah. I didn't have time. So I run over there, and it's been a while since I bought a whiskey bottle from a grocery store. So I I, I go to the shelf and. Oh, it's the freaking glass case of doom with the, I hate the with glass the, case. With the lock. It's like, oh God. And like none of this whiskey is like high priced whiskey. It's not like there's they're like guarding hundred euro bottles. Like everything no. like there's nothing over like forty euro. Like forty euro is like the, the tops. Like yeah. not even forty. Thirty nine ninety nine. 
So it's like trying to get a razor in the States, you know? Yeah. It's, and then I see it. I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to hunt. So now I'm like going through this huge grocery store trying to find a freaking employee who's, you know, somebody at the cashier a cashier's not going to do it because they're busy. So you got to no. find somebody else. And in, even finding somebody in a German grocery store to help you is, it's a real pain. Yeah. Or can be. Yeah. So finally I find somebody and she's like not interested in helping me at all. But I'm like, I'm like, Oh, you know, I just really want to buy a whiskey bottle. Can, can you, can you open the door for me? Uh, she goes, well, which whiskey bottle do you want? And I'm like, I don't, I couldn't remember. It was like, literally I just went to the glass. And I saw one that I hadn't seen before. And I was like, that's the one. I, and I, I was trying to explain to her and she's like, oh, so then she walks with me to the glass and I'm wondering why is she annoyed? Because she has to open the glass for me anyways, the lock. Right. So I point the one I want. And she goes, okay. And then she walks away. And then I realized like, these are just like display bottles. Like she has to now go into the freaking uh, storage room and rummage around for my bottle. So three or four, <laughs> three, four minutes pass. She brings the bottle. I put my arm out till I grab the bottle and she goes, nope. I'm like, what? And then she, she brings it and then she gives it to the cashier. And so now I have to get in that line and there's 10 people in line. So then I wait. And by the time I get to the cashier, he's forgotten about this bottle. This woman's. And so I'm like, of course. So I'm like, yeah. Und die Flasche Whiskey, bitte? And he's like, what, what, what are you, what are you saying to me right now? I'm like, <laughs> what whiskey? I'm like, I want to buy the whiskey bottle also. And he's, he's like, Huh? Like, like, look at me like I'm crazy. I'm, and I'm like, die Flasche Whisky auf dem Boden. Like, right there, <laughs> like, next to your freaking feet. And he's like, and he kind of looks at it, and he's and he's not remembering at all what happened, like, five minutes before. Right. And I, and I just said, I'm like, I, I want to buy that. And he's just like, okay. And he just grabs it. And he gets, and so there's, like, this five-step process just to grab a bottle, buy it. Meanwhile, I could go, and I could go fill my my freaking shopping cart with like a thousand beer bottles and nobody says anything. You know what I mean? But I, like there's one bottle of whiskey and like, Ooh, yeah, know? true. Big deal. Yeah. Especially, especially for a bottle that we have that is not incredibly expensive. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. But you know, it's weird. So all that bottles behind glass, except all the bottles of stork, not behind glass, Oh, that's... but also 30 Euro and high quality rye whiskey. Yeah. I know it's my grocery what? store too has like some weird things behind glass and other things that are on like on sale not in glass, but it's the same type of alcohol or same type of whatever. So, it doesn't yeah, make any sense what, to me. What, what gets you behind the glass? What, what gets you in the open air? I what can you it. do to be behind <laughs> a glass bottle? And honestly, it's like the exclusive VIP place to be. I really wanted to grab that stork, but like we'd already drank it before. But I was like, but when I saw that my options, like doing all this work or just grabbing this bottle, I was like, I almost was like, eh, let's just do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I, I know I know a lot of listeners aren't, yeah. aren't big into the whiskey anyway, so I'm, I'm sure no one would really mind. <laughs> To be fair. Anyways, but but yeah, what'd you get up to this weekend? Well, I was with you. Oh, oh true. Okay. Uh, well, Saturday. I don't know what you did Sunday, but Saturday. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, Friday we ordered 120 dumplings and ate that with a group of people. And that's not a joke. Like literally you go, this, you go to this restaurant and you order dumplings you, either in 20, 20s or 40s. So you, like, yeah. so you, see, you say this one, 20 of them or 40 of them, we order 120 of these. But there was like seven of us. But still, it's, yeah. it's insane to think of that many dumplings being cooked. I know, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, 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 in my opinion, it's uh, one of the best dumpling places in the city. Um, any listener, if any of you want to know what it is, send us a message on Insta and I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Ooh, secret. Let's into my little secret. Oh my. Uh, yeah, and then Saturday, we of course, we had this big grill party on Tempelhofefeld, which was super Temple fun. Yeah. It was a little chilly, but at least it was sunny. At least we got the grill. It was windy, man. It oh, was man. windy. Yeah. I mean, it was only 10, 11 degrees. If it was like today, where it was 22 degrees, it would have been a lot different. But it was our first time out. It's only March. The fact that we grilled in March is incredible. Ate a lot of food, had some beers, played with some kids. It was a good time. 
kids that were in our party. Brought your skateboard. Kids. Brought my skateboard. Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, that was really fun. Yeah, that was a good time. So yeah. Sunday, I, mean, I just did nothing. I chilled on Sunday. Yeah. And for, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Tempelhof is, uh, was formerly an airport in Berlin that was closed down in almost like 2008, 2009. Yeah. And instead of doing anything with it, they literally just left it as is. And now it is just a huge public park. So you can walk on the runways and stuff. It's, it's just a really big space. Oh, I think for me, the. I really like it. The downside is it's really just this big open field with no trees, like no little ponds True. or lakes. They could put trees in there, you know? It's not that difficult. Yeah, there's no like uh, shrubbery. No. Some shrubs. Very, very little very little shrubbery. <laughs> and their bathroom situation sucks. But anyway, that's a that's a whole episode on its own. That is a whole episode on its own. Uh, another thing on its own is this whiskey that you painstakingly got for us today, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I, 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 uh, I hurt for that. that and, this, and, <laughs> and this is called... Tamnavulin, Tamnavulin, and is a Speyside single malt Scotch whiskey and is double cask. So that means to matured in American oak barrels with a sherry cask finish. Hmm. In a product of Scotland, of course. Um, I, I like the label a lot. I like the turquoise on black. It's a classic bottle shape. Yeah, and the turquoise and the black and the brown. I think, yeah, good color scheme. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I, think, I think actually that's what, when I was looking at the shelf, that's what stood out for me was just like that, that cut turquoise. And I was just like, you know what? That's, yeah. that's a nice looking bottle. Branding matters. And it just looks like a, a stereotypical scotch bottle, which I, I like that but, but scotch bottles yeah. have, have like a design choice. Yeah. Like, I like that. Classic Anyways. is classic for a reason. Exactly. Let's pop this guy. Hmm, that was actually rather anticlimactic. But that was kind of weak. <laughs> so try it again, maybe a little louder. Nope. Is what it is. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but what? What are you laughing at? Here you go. Thank you. I don't know. Oh, he poured He poured a huge pour. That's why he's laughing at. Sorry. I was like, what is he laughing at? I keep, I keep doing it. I keep giving you too much, but Cheers. here we go. Space ad. Yeah, they're good. I'm digging it. Yeah, me too. Smells good as well. Yeah. Let's see how we uh, let's see how we drink it as we go on. <laughs> we, uh, that's what we always do. We see how it unfolds throughout, how, how the, it, throughout the episode. How how our palate will envelop the flavors of the liquid. Words. Anyways, <laughs> uh, everyone, a uh, if you'd like to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, that's greatly appreciated. If you don't, I mean, also okay. It's your life. Yeah. Do what you want. Exactly. We're not the boss of you. And uh, also check out our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Lots of cool extras on there with the whiskey pictures, uh, with the actual podcast. We have the reviews of the whiskey and on also there. a section just called extras. We have an extra section. And if you look closely, you'll be like, huh, that's new. As a frequent visitor to the best <laughs> website in the world, there's a new little I section I lo- there. I log in every day. I, I know I log in every day. <laughs> I wish it was like the uh, like the early 2000s. We had a little uh, counter at the bottom. This website's been visited 102 times. Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe not be really sad how little visitors we get. I, I don't know how many visitors we get. But anyways, there's a new tab there called Shelf of Fame. Shelf of Fame. So the Shelf of Fame is something new we put on the website. We talked about it like, I don't know, last year. And so people who have been really you know big friends to the podcast uh, will have their name on the shelf of fame. Yes, people who have uh, earned that privilege. Like, so basically people who have um, just been extraordinarily nice, who, who have sent us bottles of whiskey, who have given us donations, or just been generally kind in um, 
to us over the past couple years, they will earn themselves a spot on the shelf of fame. So now currently there's nobody on the shelf of fame, but keep an eye out in the next uh, two weeks. Um, Everybody who has earned their spot will be added accordingly um, and hopefully at the latest on the day that the 100th episode comes out, but hopefully before that. So keep an eye out. It's a big deal. I mean, you, you can put this on your resume. Not every normal person walking on the street is on the shelf of fame. Will I be on the shelf of fame? Can, can, I, can I get on there? I, I don't know. But it's kind of weird because it's like your shelf. Because it's like, imagine you owned a bar and you had like the wall of fame. Would you put yourself on your own wall? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, that just revealed a lot about Alex <laughs> and his psyche. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into the episode. And this is uh, local drinking, the grimy, the grimy part of Berlin. Not really grimy. Just no, no, different no, no. parts. Not grimy. It's just it's it's just the the stuff that's really meant for locals. That that as a as somebody who lives lives here, you see often. But if you visit, maybe you're just going to go to the certain spots where you see the classic kinds of Berlin bars, the classic kinds of Berlin clubs, right. you know that kind of like, stuff. In our last episode, we talked about um, drinking and clubbing culture. That was probably like. Before episode ten, uh, we talked a lot about you know these really comfortable bars with nice lighting, and kind of like the ones that you'll just see all the time, probably go to more often. But there are also these bars that I think people a lot of them is called Eckkneipe or Stuba. Yeah, and Eckkneipe and Stuba, uh, basically they they mean pub, like and 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 in, and in German it's kind of it refers to very much like a, a locals pub that it will not be filled with a bunch of expats you you probably won't hear a lot of english being spoken like no. i mean of course everyone's welcome you know but but it's it's mostly for people who are in the know who live in that neighborhood they go to these eckkneipen and stube right so m- most of them kind of have um maybe not the nice lighting some some can of course be super romantic lighting but i would say most that i've been to won't have like you know this there not a lot of thought goes into lighting let's say there are lights there they're practical uh, they'll have like some really fun kitschy stuff on the walls, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, photos of like people there from the 80s and the 90s. Like somebody who was like a big uh, football player in like 1992. Right. Like, like his like, you know, rookie posters on the wall for, for some reason. you know. Like, and, and they'll usually have um, like some kind of soccer fan clubs who do like a Hertha bar or like a Berlin Union bar, you know? Yeah. They kind of choose one. Uh, I went to one that had for some reason like 30 trophies on the wall. And I don't know if Who were the trophies for? I don't. I have no idea. Oh, they could have been for like a youth soccer league, or maybe they were. Re- I, I really don't know, but they were all on the wall. Interesting. Um, usually they'll have uh, darts or or a pool table, which a lot of bars, normal bars, only really have. But a lot of these Eckkneipen bars do for whatever reason. And I, I think as the people that are coming, some of them are these older local guys who are there like. All, all the day. time, yeah, and so they need stuff to do in between the drinking. Yeah, fair. I, I think that's what it literally is just like makes sense. Here's something for you to do, like because you're gonna be here for hours. Yeah, make, that actually makes <laughs> a lot of sense. And um, and, and a lot of them also will have something called a stamtisch, which is usually uh, one table that like the people who go there every day is like that's their that's their table. Yeah, you can only go there, and then usually behind the bar on the wall. There'll be like ten cups with names on them. Yeah, and these are I've seen that. these are really the the guys who they're there every day, and they have their own cups, and they're on those are the only people that are allowed to sit at this yeah stamtisch. Exactly. Yeah. So you might look into them and be like, wow, that place looks kind of dumpy. I don't want to go in. But I find them super fun because the bartenders are always incredibly friendly, um, even if you don't speak German or whatever. They're, or quirky, they're like in a fun quirky, way. Quirky, yeah. yeah. Um, quirky is a good way to put it. Uh, definitely quirky. And I just find like the atmosphere there just very 
authentic. I mean, absolutely. And it, but I could see why some people, especially tourists, might stay away because they walk in and sometimes you get that feeling of like the like needle drop and everyone looking at you because it's like mostly it's the same 80 percent of the people that come in there every day are the same people right and so when new people come in they, they kind of take notice of you but it's not because like you're not allowed or they're angry they're just kind no. of like it's just an interesting thing um and uh once when i was in, living in uh, munich for work years ago for a few months um, me and my friends went into um, uh, Ekkenipa there, and it was clearly like again needle drop. Everyone, everyone looks like a lot, <laughs> a lot of like pensioners, you know, older people. Sure. Uh, but we go and go to the bar, and this old German woman, and probably in her eighties, who owns the bar, came over. We thought like, oh, we're getting thrown out, or whatever. But she comes over, and she's like, "What are you guys doing here?" We're like, "What?" Like all, all in German, you know. We're sure. She's like, "How did you hear about this place?" And and, it, and we find out like it's like not in a negative way. She's like. She's like, oh, this is so exciting. This is like first time we've had young people here in a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, she, and she's like, oh, would you guys sign my guest book? I'm like, oh, sure. And she's got, so excited. And then she's like, the kitchen's closed, but whatever you want, I'll, I'll cook it for you. What are, what are you guys hungry for? What do you want? Like, you know, and, she, and she's just like so goddamn friendly. Um, and a lot of these places there, again, there's this mom and pop who've owned the place for years and years. Yeah. And um, they're super friendly. I, I mean, some come, again, if, you, if you're new to Germany, you can maybe think as being rude like like for example like you and me we, we went to an ekneipen recently yeah. um, with some friends it was after the dumplings um and the woman i could see how if you were new to germany she would come off as maybe rude right yeah super rude very sarcastic but that's kind of like the but in a schnauz is called uh you kind of get used to it uh she was actually incredibly friendly but in her own kind of quirky fun way her own weird way and, yeah. and once you kind of get over that uh you realize that they're actually being really nice that's their way of like that's like their love language you know like when we were going in she's like checking our uh, vaccination passes and stuff and i'm showing her my stuff and then i'm like and i'm not like i don't have a booster so i, I had to show her my negative my negative test so i'm i'll show you my negative test and she's like oh whatever and that's pushing me away like you know <laughs> and then also like when we went to a table where i think we had seven people and the table holds like six people or five people, whatever. Right. And like, we just kind of grabbed a chair from wherever and sat the way we want to sit. And she came over and she just like picked, she grabbed yeah. my chair and moved me, dragged, off, dragged like, me. Like didn't ask like, Oh, excuse me. Could you, she just literally grabbed you, dragged you. And you just, and you were laughing the whole time. And she just dragged you and then put the seat where she wanted it, you know, like, and, yeah. and which I could totally see how some people would think it was rude, but she, it was, it was, it was very cute in her own way. And by the end, she was very friendly with us and, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, that, that, that's why I like with these bars, like you feel you kind of they, they make you feel like a local, they make you feel comfortable, even if you might be uncomfortable. If that can make sense, and also what you see a lot of these at Kneipen are, um, you'll see like uh, an advertisement for uh, Schulteis, which is a Berlin beer, or um, a brand of beer, yeah, yeah, brand of beer, or Berliner, and um, you'll see like they'll have a lot of ads for Schulteis, and they'll serve Schulteis, and like they'll have like lights that are made from Schulteis, and so like I went to show those websites, it's like what is this? And I saw they also had at this one at Kneipe I was in, they had something that was like pretty much translated to like keep Berlin at Kneipen alive. Mm. And so I went to the website and they even advertise every Kneipe that they kind of sponsor. Oh, Showtice does. Showtice yeah, does. Yeah, cool. With a picture of the bar owner and a description of how cool. long the bar's been there. And it seems like that they're that they're kind of like trying to keep these places afloat because I think that they've been here for years and years and years in very prime locations a lot of time too and i'm sure they're paying like an old super old contract for rent and i guarantee you the landlord wants to kick them out 
So um, it's important to keep these places alive and to keep going there, giving the business because they and, are fun. And to have that option so that every bar in Berlin isn't these like the same thing, normal, modern bars and to have some of these like bars still run by locals like, you know, that have been around for, for generations. And um, yeah, because like you said, usually when you're there, you're with older clientele. And that's not a bad thing. It actually makes the night can be really fun. And, and also, like, again, some Eknipe and, you know, it's like half and half. And, you know, um, I mean, like, actually, uh, our friend, I can't remember where she was, but she found this. It was a deck of playing cards where it, it was just like a, a Berliner Kneipe deck of cards. Yeah. And each card listed a different uh, Kneipe in Berlin. She had a picture of the owner, listed stats on, like, where where it was, how mm-hmm. what kind of beer they sell, the average price of beer, how many girls, the percentage of girls to guys in the bar or whatever. And and the whole point is, like, you get the deck and you kind of pick a random card, like, okay, now I'm going to go try this bo- this Kneipe. And, and we did that Kneipe. one. Yeah. yeah, we kind of went around. Yeah. And also, the beer's usually a lot cheaper than other places. You know, you can get a beer usually for two fifty, three, sometimes two euro, depending on the place, which is also really nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now I have a story of this one place. I don't want to give the name, but there's this bar that I I go to every once in a while. Yeah. And it's like super duper wild. So it's really it's like a long skinny bar, but really small. Probably like maybe fit like 15, 20 people there tops. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they have it's run by this older uh, Eastern European woman, and um. She has no beer from tap, only bottles. And I oh, f- interesting. Yeah. yeah, kind of bizarre. And I feel like every time I go there, she kind of makes up the prices. I don't know. <laughs> like sometimes like four euro for a bottle of beer, which is so expensive. Yeah. But like you don't go there for the beer. You go there for her and for the atmosphere of the bar. And it's really kind of quirky and goofy and a lot of weird lights or whatever. But the, but the best part is if you ask her nicely, it'd be nice to her. If you ask her nicely... Uh, she'll show you her secret gallery in the basement. Oh, I know what place talking about. Okay, uh, you get it for like five euro, I think. Maybe it's even ten euro. I can't remember. But just, just like to charge it all is insane. I know. And you go behind the bar, and she lifts up the you know the floor, and you go down these steps, and there's this like really well lit all white room with just a gallery of photos of her back in like the 70s and 80s and it's just so gold and it's like her, her like doing like model shots yeah, or whatever exactly uh her with like these big beefy men and her <laughs> modeling whatever and that's like it's her crown jewel and she loves it and you have to pay to see pictures of her right which, which, which is usually, brilliant usually if you're showing out pictures of yourself like you like ask people to come no, no you have to pay for the privilege <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's brilliant and it, it's a funky bar man it's, it's fun though it is not, yeah. and, and she's a super nice woman um, very sarcastic and actually she's not super nice she's she's, <laughs> she's she's a pretty nice woman if you're, if, you're, if you're on our nice side but I have seen her be pretty mean to people who have been like assholes in her bar which is fair enough yeah I mean, basically, she judges you as you as you walk in, and yeah. and then she treats you accordingly. So <laughs> exactly, again, if you go there for the fun time of just and just know that she's going to be weird, then it's fine. Yeah. Right? So like all, all good. But it, it, it's it's a it's a fun place. If you ever uh, see me in the street, want to go for a drink, I'll take you there. Nice. <laughs> now, another place that we when you talk about Berlin, it's not places that a lot of my friends go or I go, but it's something that in Berlin you just you kind of. Blanket out, but I've kind of because it's just it's everywhere. It's just everywhere, and that's casinos now. And they're these little on the corner casinos that like fit like yeah, fifteen people or whatever. 
What, but, <laughs> could, but, could be two people literally. But there are literally hundreds of them in Berlin, and it's just like every street corner has one of these casinos. But like you kind of don't notice them just because you just walk past them. But they're but they're there. You know, it's super weird. Like I've never been in ones. I don't know if they have like full on blackjack and stuff. I don't think they do. I think it's mostly it's, it's, video no, machines. It's all video machines. It's all video yeah, machines, right? Yeah. That's another thing too with the Eckkneipen is uh, there's always one or two um, slot machine in there. True. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- there's these, uh, they're called Spielotech, and you'll see them like literally everywhere around the city. I don't understand and it. And they're 24 hours. 24 hours. Yeah. Um, there's, of course, no windows. You can never peek in what's happening in there. And that's how you know, like, you'll come to like a, a corner and all the windows will be like widened out. Right. And, and then there'll be like a sign that says like Spielotech Casino, whatever. 18 and then, plus. And then, yeah. And then, then a door and it'll always like 24 hours. And yeah, and just, it's, yeah, like. Um, it's bizarre. Yeah. And there's just so many of them. And. Uh, they kind of, you know, I, I don't know what, how they're making so much money or how there's so many of them, which makes me kind of go to my next kind of avenue, which is fronts. So Berlin may, or I don't know, do you think they're all of their fronts? I don't or? think all of them are, but okay. I'm sure a bunch of them are because Berlin is, um, does have a history of a lot of, uh, gang or they call clans here oh yeah true yeah i mean like I, i've never been to one in berlin i have been to one in vienna when i lived there and because they had similar casinos not as many but they had like they all look they're, they look exactly the same kind of right? like dumpy yeah tiny. and i went in one when I, I was like waiting i was like meeting a friend he was like half an hour late and i the meeting point was like right next to one and i was i was like fuck screw it and i was went inside and they're they're kind of sad because like they're very like it's very dark. It smells awful because you can smoke in there. Um, and, but but like you know, it's like think of like a tiny room and like fifty people smoking twenty four seven in there. Like, oh, yummy! You know? Yeah, and, the, and there's maybe like eight to ten machines. Very dark. It's not clean that because you know it's open twenty four hours a day. So how how you can't really clean it that well? Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, it's mostly like older men who are obviously like can't afford to bet, but they're betting their last like dollar in there. Um, it's it's at least for me. And again, this is that one I went into, but like it was it was a very depressing vibe. And I, I have a feeling like a lot of them they're like that. I'm not gonna say they're all, I'm not gonna say they're all like that, but I, I think I think they are. But obviously they get enough clientele because again Berlin has hundreds of them. Yeah. Probably thousands, to be honest. Um, yeah, go, going going back to my front thing. Sorry, no, it's okay for that. So, um, little sidebar. Berlin does have a history of clans and gang, or, or another name for gangs, and uh, also history of having a lot of fronts. I mean, a lot of cities probably do, and I can assume that a few of those casinos are are fronts. I mean, that's a great way to launder money, right? Yeah. And because uh, also your average person doesn't go in them, so there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of witnesses, right? Yeah. And uh, I do know, so on the street I used to live on, there were these two bars. I won't even call them Eckkneipen. I don't know what I would call them. They were just bars that were open 24 seven, and I would rarely, rarely, rarely saw anybody inside of them. Mm. So I'm like 99 percent sure they were fronts. Uh, there's always a bartender behind, but literally, I lived there for seven years. I rarely saw a single person actually drinking there. But I used to live near where you used, used to live. To live. Yeah. Um, in Neukölln. And I had a confirmed front because like maybe half a block on my street from my place. There's a place that every day I walked by it. You look through the window. It's supposedly a like bakery, right? Yeah. And, and there's the glass case where normally there'd be baked goods. Sure. And every day you walk by. And was it's there just, a bunch of guns? No. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> you'd walk by and it'd be this huge long case that obviously hadn't been maintained or cleaned in years and there would be nothing in it 
you know, it'd be empty except for maybe like three treats in the corner. So like nine, <laughs> so like ninety percent of it has no food in it. There's like one person behind the counter, like like the the walls, like no attention, like you know nobody's like put up decorate, you know, like it's, it's, you can tell it's not meant for you to sit in it and actually enjoy yourself. And, and it just, it, not, every time I walked by, but I always thought people walking in, but then I walked by and you never see them. Like, like they'd walked in, but then walk through to the back room or something. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. That's and, kind of a telltale sign, isn't yeah. it? And, and it was a year later after I moved away from that place, I read an article about uh, a, a raid, like a SWAT team raid on, on a front and they listed the street and they showed a picture from outside and it was that place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of these fronts I don't think are really trying very hard. Which it's not that hard to, to like fake a front, guys. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, if, if they just put some bread there, I wouldn't have thought twice and put like one decoration on the wall. I'd be like, okay, cool. It's just a crappy bakery. But like, right. but they didn't even try. Like, like it's like, okay, how are you making money as a bakery? This makes no sense. Yeah. And the bars looked convincing enough. They just looked very uncomfortable um, <laughs> because they were so right. empty. Right. And who wants to be in an uncomfortable bar? Yeah, nobody. Yeah. But they were there. So yeah, that's also a thing you can, you can maybe you know, look around for just, you know, careful. Uh, <laughs> It's not dangerous. Just you know, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't go in. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing to throw the casinos that maybe just spend one second on is just a, um, there's also a, Berlin has a lot of these uh, sports betting places, which yes. which look like the casinos, but instead of uh, the windows completely whited out, it'll be a picture of like somebody playing soccer right. and or football. And sometimes you can see through the see the uh, TV screens playing sports. Yeah, like literally, it's just like this tiny room with like eight screens showing different sports from that world. And I guess you just. You bet on who's gonna win or who's gonna get more points in one round. In one, yeah. My, I, I used to like walk around to see with my buddy, and he kind of pop in real quick. He knows there's a game on tomorrow, so he's go in, make his little bet, take his paper away, and hope for the best. Um, yeah, you see them everywhere, and people hang out in there too. I think some of them even serve. Some of them are like bars as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So to serve some booze, you can hang out, do yeah. your bets, watch sports. Again, they look very uncomfortable, terrible lighting, but no, because it's not. It's not about your comfort. It's they just want you there, sitting betting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very interesting too. There, there, there's some. I don't know what the laws are about gambling here, but clearly there's not many. No, because again, these sports betting places, they're like the reason we have to mention them is because like they are everywhere, and obviously people go to them, so they're obviously a part of the local nightlife. Right. It's just not something we partake in, but uh, they're it's obviously like something we have to mention. You know. Yeah, for sure. And last, something that you're gonna see around Berlin a lot. Now, certain neighborhoods have them more than others. Now, we, we, we can't really give you a name for them or describe them in detail because even though we've lived in Berlin for many years, we don't know a lot about them. But yeah, I mean, a lot of these places we haven't really been to except yeah. for Ekenheim. Ekenheim been all the time. And um, it's how do you describe it? So so you're, you're kind of walking down and it'll be night and you'll see what looks like the location of a bar. Right. But there'll be clear windows. You can clearly see inside and they they have absolutely no good lighting. It's bright fluorescent lights, right? White walls, white walls. But you, it's usually large groups of men who are meeting, having like tea and playing cards, or something. and playing cards. But again, the tables are very like, like there's no like tablecloth. It's like it's like just like folding tables that have like been placed in the it, room. It kind of reminds me of like a like a storefront someone bought. And like before they did anything to it, they're just hanging out and playing cards. They seem like private permanently. Clubs. They seem like private clubs though between friends. You know what I mean? But you see them. You see them a lot throughout Berlin. Yeah, I've never been in one. I don't really understand what what the deal is. Um, 
Or, or I, 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 if, I, if, if you're even allowed to go in. Yeah, are they like, even open? To, like, I don't know if they're open to, anybody. To the public? Yeah, I've, I don't know. Any, anybody who knows more about them, uh, let us know. Yeah, if, if you've seen these before and, and you actually do know what, what kind of culture or who's doing that, or what, like, just what it is actually, uh, I'd be interested because, yeah, eight years been here, I always see them. And I don't really know who to even ask of what they are. Yeah, they, there's usually no sign listing it as, as a name for this place. Like, um, and, and again, Just like there. Yeah, but there's at least like, I don't know, 50 of them in Berlin that you just see on random street corners. Yeah. And they, get, yeah, they seem like this, I don't know, like private gentlemen's clubs, but that have that, but unlike, unlike normal private gentlemen's clubs, like the atmosphere looks bad. Like the lighting is bad. Like it's, it's like, like it's really like, like they've provided just a room for you to meet with people, play cards, drink tea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's I'm, it. And I'm not judging it. Like I, I, I just don't know anything. It's, no, it's, I just it's don't know anything mysteries. about it. Yeah. It's weird. What's, what's kind of this episode is like these kind of weird places that you see around the city. And that's definitely one of them. Uh, another place, not really a place. This could be, Anywhere. Oh my. All places. Oh god. It's transcendental. Oh my lord. How often get to use that word? <laughs> Not, did I say it right? Yeah. Don't know. Okay. Are <laughs> are um, I mean, you're not gonna see us as a tourist very often, but there are park raves, and uh, or like kind of illegal raves, but they're legal because it's Germany. Or like underground raves. No, there's a lot of illegal ones I'm talking about. Oh. Um, which um, happen around the city, and you kind of have to be invited to them. And um, I've never been invited to one. Actually, I've been invited to one at an abandoned place in the woods. And I followed all the markings to get there. But by the time I was there, the cops were there just by themselves. Uh, like, I came way too late. <laughs> like, oh, probably like an hour too late. And the, co- the cops just looked at us like, it's gone, guys. We shut it. And I was like, how long ago? Like, it was like an hour. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. All right, man. Uh, but I know, um, there, I know there are also, there are legal park raves. True. Like, yeah. Like, that, obviously, like, have, like fences and tables and yeah, so crap. Those, like, those you'll yeah. see as a tourist if yeah. you want to do that. Yeah. But there are very honest, so a lot of underground illegal parties that happen in abandoned places oh, or something... deep in the woods, in the forests. Yeah. Uh, and also speaking of like abandoned buildings is, which reminded, just reminded us now of the squat culture in Berlin. Oh, so, oh the squat bars. The squat True. bars. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of squats in Berlin are getting uh, destroyed and people are getting forced out. But there are a lot of buildings, not a lot anymore, but there are some buildings in Berlin that are squatted uh, where this whole community is living there. And a lot of these communities need to make some money and they put underground uh, bars in their basements or little gig spaces or whatever it might be. Yeah. And you go, go see live music and usually yeah, they, they, they've gone out and they've bought like 10 cases of beer so and they sell the beer for really cheap, like 150, 150 125. Two, yeah. Really cheap. And, and then there'll be like a couple punk bands that you see live, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's super cool because I, I, I mean, we can talk about squats. Whole, that could be a whole another episode with someone who actually knows they're talking about about them. But uh, they are a big part of the city, uh, especially when you consider the history of the city. And uh, these squat bars are actually usually really, really super cool with really nice people there and great music and just kind of really cool vibes. So we should probably throw that one in there too. Absolutely, because that is a very Berlin-specific thing. And, and some of these squats have existed since the fall of the wall, you know, when there was confusion of of who owns what. You know exactly. What I mean? like, people, some people... Uh, just left the east and abandoned their homes, abandoned buildings, you know. And then there was questions of who owns what, and then um, a lot of these squats kind of are leftovers from that, you know. From, from and, th- and they've been there for years and years yeah, and years. Thirty and, years. And of yeah. course, the government wants to kick them out, so they can build luxury apartments, whatever the hell they want yeah. to do. Well, so- somebody owns land, right? So, in- so somebody wants his land back. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. That's definitely part of the culture of Berlin as well. But also very fun, you know. So yeah, there's, there's like I think I think the whole point of this episode was to show that like. Because there's so many places that 
aren't going to be the standard bars, clubs that you you find on you know on on Google Maps or you Yelp know, or whatever Yelp or whatever like that are um, off the grid, so to speak. Not, but not really. They're right there. You know, what I mean? right? But, these but, are places you don't think about them. You know, like these are places you're going to walk by and, and you know maybe not take a second look at or think like, wow, I'm never going there. But you know, some of these places, hey, maybe maybe you're here for it. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to gamble at a at a weird casino with no light on the outside. I don't know what your what your thing is, but um, yeah, that's what we want to talk about today. I hope this was informative. But before we say goodbye, we have to say goodbye. Bye, to this whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, again, this is the Tom Navulin Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Double Cask. Again, American Oak and Cherry Cask product of Scotland. All right, well, let's remind ourselves what this tastes like. Let's Cheers. Cheers. I got to say, like, it's nothing incredibly special. It's pretty standard, but um, I, I've been drinking it the whole episode, yeah, like nonstop. Same. And I, for me, I think it's, it's, it's a seven all day long. Every time I give a seven, seven just means that that's a good, solid whiskey, nothing special, but something that's very drinkable and gets the job done. Yeah, I, yeah. I think seven is a, is a perfect score for this. It's, yeah. It's it's hundred percent shelf worthy because it was twenty five euro, yeah, and I think um, for the price, I think the price to quality ratio is perfect. Yeah, and this is something I'll definitely drink again. Like I, I'm actually enjoying it. It's just it's just light. If you want like a literally light, easy That's scotch, the word. it's light, very light. Yeah. It's light and easy. If you want a light, easy scotch after you come home from work, doesn't kick you in the nuts or anything. This is it. This is exactly what you want. It's like a yeah, it's good. So yeah, and I think the perfect judge how we actually like something is how we drink it during the episode and exactly we were both drinking this uh, pretty easily so yeah. so even though we're only giving it a seven i think that shows like we enjoyed it so uh, it, it's, it's good so so good job to the guys at and gals at tom navulin tom navulin um yeah again everybody thank you so much for listening so, so you're giving it a seven i'm giving it a seven okay cool Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we are counting down to episode, counting up to Ooh. episode 100. Wait, two more away. Are we counting up or counting down? Counting up to 100. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And next episode is 99. We're almost there. Oh my. So check us out. Come to the live recording. Uh, it should be hopefully a good time for you and us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, t- hey, ask us those weird questions you always wanted to a- ask us, and we'll probably answer almost everything. So, yeah. uh, uh, and, and again, we'll do it on air. We're not going to save it for later. We'll, every few minutes, we'll glance at the screen, see what kind of new questions have popped up, and you know, and ask. And, and hopefully, it goes smoothly. Yeah. But anyways, we, we do it because we love you guys. You're the reason why we're here. All your messages, all your nice messages, and all your nice words. Uh, you know, I, you know, we 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 never become accustomed to hearing good things from you guys it, it's always touches touches us so we, we, absolutely yeah so thank you so much um yeah this is you, you are why we continue to sit sit here and stare at each other for an hour <laughs> for an hour every wednesday exactly um so yes thank you for listening again hoping to see you on april what was it sixth sixth which on is a april wednesday 6th, which is a wednesday now and and I do know for America, for people in America and the U.S., you get a little screwed. Time is not great. It's Sorry. in the middle of your work day. 
But because of time difference, we either had to like do it, 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 it do it in our time or not. Yeah, it's either going to screw somebody, one or the other. So I'm sorry, like it's just like so we, yeah, just it is what it is. So take your lunch break. You don't quit your job. This is more important than your job. Just just put in that or put in the the AirPods. You know, like listen and maybe do a little typing Some on the side. Type on the yeah, side. There you go. If you're in class, don't forget your professor. Jump don't mind. in the bathroom for about two minutes. It's okay. Send in your message. It's alright, guys. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for listening, and everyone, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Cheers. Thank you.